Hey, Dylan here. Before we roll the intro and get into today's episode, there's something that I quickly want to share with all of you listening to this. So given the current situation in the world, live content is becoming more and more important for SaaS companies right now. Webinars, roundtables, and online events are taking over. And if you've tried running any of these yourself, you know just how difficult they can be. And that's where today's sponsor can help. Restream allows you to broadcast live, engaging video directly from your browser to 30 plus social networks at the same time. They power over 8 million live streams every single month and are already trusted by companies like Cisco, IBM, and Microsoft. And more importantly, I love Restream and I'm using it every single day. So with this sponsorship, they're enabling us to take this podcast and my own live streams to the next level so that we can bring you even better interviews. If you would want to try it out, please visit restree.am forward slash Dylan. That's R-E-S-T-R-E dot A-M forward slash Dylan. It'll take you straight to the homepage and show them that you came from this podcast. They have a great free plan that you can use to test it out. And you'll also get a $10 credit when signing up using that link. So once again, that's restree.am forward slash Dylan. Okay, let's get into today's show and roll the intro. Hello and welcome. You're listening to the SaaS Marketing Show, a weekly podcast for founders and marketers within SaaS and B2B tech. You'll be hearing from senior marketers and founders at some of the most exciting companies in the world. You can expect to hear advice, results of experiments, and exactly what's working behind the scenes of some rapidly growing SaaS and B2B technology companies. No top-level BS, actionable stuff only. My name is Dylan Hay, and I'm one of the co-founders of Hay Digital, a PPC and CRO agency that helps SaaS and B2B technology companies grow. I just happen to also be the host of this show. So when we're not interviewing senior marketers or founders, we'll be sharing behind the scenes of our business and exactly what's working for our own customers, many of whom are just like you listening to this podcast. Okay, let's get into today's show. Hello, everyone, and welcome to today's episode of the SaaS Marketing Show. Today, we're joined by Edward Ford, who is the marketing director at Supermetrics. So most marketers listening to this podcast, I'm sure you are probably already aware of Supermetrics, but just in case... Their product is the one that picks up all of your marketing data that you need and brings it together to your favorite reporting, analytics, or storage platforms. And I know from checking, up the, checking out the updated website, Edward, it's used by over half a million marketers around the world at the moment. So I'm excited to have you here. Welcome to today's show. Thanks, Dylan. Yeah, excited to be here as well. So today we're going to be kind of deep diving on what it was that you guys have done to grow from 10 million in ARR to 20 million in just 12 months over the period of last year. Uh, I know that also you've put together pretty in-depth blog posts breaking down a lot of these things as well. So I'll make sure that that gets shared in the show notes and wherever people are watching this under the video, etc. But before we jump into deep diving into some of those key points, maybe you could share with us a little bit more about where Supermetrics are right now in terms of like potential ARR size. And we could just unpack that a little bit before jumping straight into things. Yeah, sure. So the, the article you mentioned was published pretty recently. So it was only a few months ago. Uh, and then now since publishing that article, pretty much we've been hit by the COVID-19 pandemic. So I think everyone listening knows how, how that's impacted a lot of businesses and SaaS businesses. So we, we've still grown during the last few months, which is of course good. Uh, so we're now 
getting closer to 25 million in ARR USD awesome. uh, at least. So yeah, we're, we're kind of just, just under that number. So getting closer to around 2 million in, uh, in monthly recurring revenue. Cool. And one thing that I, I love about Supermetrics is like that growth has happened, obviously not overnight. There's been a lot of work and stuff that's gone into things, but the growth seems to have really compounded a lot over, over the last few years. I was, I was even like checking out articles and I think in your blog post, you had it where you show the breakdown of like the revenue increase and how, how it grows so much. But it seems like you guys structure things very well. Like I know there hasn't been hasn't been loads and loads of fundraisers i could i think i saw just one like the series a round in 2017 it seems like the keeping the margins like at a healthy point is something that's a core focus for for like the leadership team with you guys as well which i think is really nice based i, I know that you guys are based in helsinki with a couple of other offices too that have opened up recently maybe you could just give us a quick inside look as to what the marketing team looks like at a business at this current kind of size and growth rate yeah sure so we have what I would consider quite a broad marketing and business development department. And we kind of have four squads within that. So to give some context at the moment, Supermetrics has around 90 team members in total. Then we have uh, about 14 of us in this wider marketing and biz dev department. So the squads are marketing, uh, which is what I'm in. Then we have growth, then we have affiliate and channel sales and business development. So in the marketing team, we have everything from like product marketing, content marketing, social, and so forth. And then in growth, that's a relatively new team. So we have two people in the growth team. So looking at everything from sort of demand gen marketing ops, uh, plus growth hybrid, working with a lot of different teams across super metrics. Then affiliate and channel sales, we have uh, five people in that, in that team. So four in affiliate and one person running our channel sales program. So our affiliate program is quite big. That's been up and running since pretty early on in Supermetrics days. And we have over a thousand affiliates. So the team there are doing a great job. And then more recently, we brought on someone to build out our channel sales, which is essentially the partner program, working with agencies, in particular on selling some of our, our bigger, more enterprise-oriented products. And then in addition to that biz dev, which is all the partnerships working with companies on the data source side. So all the platforms we integrate with and then partners on the data destination side. So where you can move your marketing data, uh, plus other partners who is, would make strategic sense to, to work with us at Supermetrics. So that's, that's the setup. That's the team. So we're doing quite a lot, like all marketing teams, you, you kind of end up doing, <laughs> doing a whole, whole bunch of stuff. So that's the setup we have at the moment. Awesome. Cool. Yeah. Thank you for sharing that. It's always interesting to see, like, I don't think anyone's marketing team is ever the same. Like we speak with uh, through this podcast, I get to speak with obviously a lot of people in the same kind of position as you. And it's so fascinating to see the varying, like varying sizes and levels and what the core focuses are. Like before we hit record, you and I were just talking about Tim, the CMO at AREFs. And for example, like they have a very, very small marketing team. Like, I think it sounds significantly smaller than yours in comparison. And then there's people that have like these huge teams with lots of different, almost like silos of different focuses. So I'm always finding it interesting. I think people listening to this as they're thinking about growing out their marketing teams too. And like the, where should they focus first? It's always useful to kind of get an understanding of how other people have have done that. So yeah, thank you for, thank you for sharing that. So let's start talking about some of these kind of strategies or things that have happened over the last 12 months to see that 
kind of large and aggressive growth across um, the, the revenue for the business. Uh, the first one that I wanted to talk about is I know you guys mentioned in that post that you were not, not maybe not going up market. That's probably not the right way to describe it, but I know you'd spent some time introducing some more enterprise focused products um, such as your Supermetrics API and the BigQuery integration. Maybe you could tell us a little bit about kind of what the, what the custom, the average customer looks like for you guys and how much of a focus like going larger is, because I think the more I speak with people at your kind of stage, like that seems to be a common thread that I'm noticing is like, okay, as we're trying to grow and increase, we want to increase deal sizes, which then leads us to looking more enterprise focused. So I'd be keen to hear from a marketing side, like how you've, how you've approached that and how that affects things like your messaging and everything else that you're doing. Yeah, I think that's been a big focus for us at Supermetrics and one of our strategic priorities has been to increase ACV. So we have uh, five strategic focus areas for this year and then that is one of them. And I think it's evolved over time because Supermetrics didn't have a sales team for quite a long time. So everything was done self-serve, no touch, direct through the website, all driven through marketing. And a lot of our early customers were marketing agencies or small marketing teams inside bigger companies who needed to spin up a lot of different reports or run some ad hoc analysis, get really dirty with their data and figure out what's going on. And our core products let you move data into spreadsheets like Google Sheets, Excel, visualization platforms like Data Studio, for example. And then more recently, we've been looking at more robust solutions where you have a little more power to play with and you could bring bigger data sets because a lot of our customers are saying like, hey, Supermetrics is great, but spreadsheets are just not cutting it anymore. We need something that is actually built for storage rather than analysis. So we have the Supermetrics API and then more recently we've moved into the data warehouse space, which lets you move all your marketing data into a centralized marketing data warehouse. So we launched with BigQuery last year as the first product there. And then we have more coming this year. So we're going to be looking at Snowflake during the summer. And it's quite interesting because we had a lot of discussions about, well, how does this affect our customer and who is the ideal customer for, for the new products? And how do we modify our messaging based on this shift to speaking to an, a different audience? Because our core audience was always marketers and uh, in particular, PPC marketers, SEOs, marketers working at agencies. And now we're speaking to data analysts, data engineers, marketing data analysts. So I, I think for the most part, the, the, the basic function is the same. It's just essentially about moving your marketing data from all your different platforms into a destination where you would like to, to take it. And what's that meant in terms of go to market is that we've had to bring in a sales team as well. So that has been super interesting. So we brought in our first sales team member at around 5 million ARR and we have now grown the sales team to probably around 20 people. So they've overtaken the marketing team now. And so, so for us, it's, it, there's been a lot of things that we need to, to rethink. So there's multiple funnels. We have the self-serve funnel and then now, how can we assist our sales team by providing them with the enterprise opportunities and then also bigger deal sizes for our, our basic products as well. So there's been uh, a lot of things going on and it's a, it's a pretty interesting time. So, so I think those have been some of the, 
the things that have really shaped that uh, here at Supermetrics. Yeah, sure. Thank you for thank you for sharing that because I I wanted to kind of segue into the the sales team area as well because I think that's always a very interesting discussion for people who have like been self service focused the whole time and then they're starting to think about maybe introducing that. Like just as I was leaving Lead Feeder a couple of years ago, that's when they started to think about those discussions as well. And I know that now they have a they have a sales team in place as well. And that is, I think that's actually very interesting for a lot of people that would be listening to this is how, how you guys have gone about that. Because I know, I know in the post that I read, one key point that you mentioned was obviously we didn't want to have members of the sales team doing a call with someone over like a potential $19 a month deal, because that just makes no sense whatsoever. And I think that's, that's something that actually I still see quite a few SaaS companies getting that wrong. I think where they are still bringing salespeople onto calls for like without doing too much pre-qualification or figuring out deal size. And once you do that, it just doesn't, it doesn't become feasible to, to grow that out and, and scale that. Maybe we don't have to go like super deep into how you've, how you've built out the funnels to, and like the onboarding flows to identify those leads. But I, I would like to explore that a little bit if we could, because I think this is something that's pretty interesting. So what were some of the steps that you took when you first had the sales team starting to grow? Like how, how are you differentiating between, okay, who, who deals with what while still also making sure that everyone's in collaboration. Cause you don't just want to say, okay, this is just sales and this is just marketing. Cause that's when you start to get big divides across the team and challenges start to happen. So how, how did you guys approach that? Yeah, that was pretty interesting. And I remember soon after I had started at Supermetrics when there were just three people in the sales team and uh, one of the, one of my colleagues in sales came over and said, Hey Edward, I'm getting some good leads in and uh, like a decent amount of leads, but I just did a call for a $19 a month deal and we kind of realized, okay, yeah, we, we definitely need to figure out a better way of how we actually divide leads between who goes through self-serve and, and who goes through sales. So at first it was just a very, very version one solution. So there wasn't really any logic to who went through different parts when someone would sign up for a free trial. So what we did was just basically figure out what are some of the important factors and triggers that would make it worthwhile for a salesperson to speak to, to one person versus uh, someone going through self-serve. But then on the flip side, we also wanted to give customers the opportunity to, to choose as well. So that if people are, are more than happy just to go and figure it out themselves, then that's okay. They can do that. But then if they would still like to talk to people, then there's always that option. So in our onboarding email, one thing we changed was just to give that option that, Hey, if you want to chat with sales, you're always welcome to get a demo. You can see Supermetrics in action. We can run you through the basic, basic points. So that was one thing. Uh, but then in terms of understanding who should go to sales, it was about looking at firstly, what connectors people were using. Cause of course we have different connectors on different pricing tiers. Uh, so if people are testing out higher tier connectors, of course, it makes sense for them to, to discuss with sales. Also looking at some product based behaviors, so we integrated our onboarding uh, platform, which is Exponia, with the product backend so that we could then look at what activities people are doing with the product and that once people had run a certain number of queries or they had done different things with Supermetrics, their likelihood to buy would increase. So it was a case of bringing those things in. So that was probably the the first iteration after we implemented that. And then now more recently, so our growth team, my colleague Mika, who is, is leading that has been taking this project on and has been now implementing lead scoring models as we have 
different sales teams. So we have a Helsinki-based sales team, which basically serves most of the world. And we have a US-based sales team in Atlanta who, who are serving the North America market, which is, of course, our biggest market. So figuring out which teams would get certain leads as well. Working with Clearbit now to to gather a little more, little more information to make sure we can provide a, a, a better onboarding flow for people. And so it, it's constantly evolving. And those are some of the things we've looked at. And I think the, the, the setup we have today is definitely not the last version and it's going to continue to be improved. And our growth team are working very closely with the sales team. But I think another thing we've done is really try to force better alignment between marketing and sales because we of course have our external customers, but I always think marketing teams have an internal customer, which is the sales team. And you always need to do what you can to support them and make them succeed. And uh, one of the tough things about being in sales is that every month it's back to zero, no matter how good your previous month was, all sales reps go back to zero, every single one of them on the first of each month. And it's pretty tough, especially now in, in right. situations like this. So what can we as a marketing team do to help? So with our, OKRs, so our objectives and key results for Q2, we actually took an OKR that is specifically built around the sales team. So the objective is helping the sales team to sell. And the uh, one of the ways we're actually measuring that is that the sales team are going to be, we, we've given them some criteria of things that, that we want to help them with, and, and they're actually going to be giving feedback and grading the marketing team on that. So we're really accountable for being able to deliver to the sales team. And we're going to be judged based on, on how the sales team feel we're, we're supporting them. So it's, uh, I think it's definitely a good change we've made and, and really helps us work closer together and make sure that we can work with sales to understand what, what do we need as, what do we, we as a marketing team need to do to, to help them succeed? What are the materials they need? What gaps do we have in, in content and so forth? So, so there's, there's a lot of things going on. So that's kind of how we've evolved in terms of, being a little more sales oriented here in the marketing team. Yeah, that makes a ton of sense. I also really like what you said about just making sure you're making use of the different data points that you're collecting within that sales like flow and, and process, right? Cause like it, there's, we used to do that when I was at lead feeder, when we were like tinkering around with onboarding flows Like we knew for example, which integrations were not necessarily most valuable to us, but like, okay, we know if someone integrates with, X like software, they are X amount more likely to convert. And then that means that we can like make sure that we're putting a heavier focus onto the kind of flows and sequences that those people are receiving and things like that. So I think it's cool to hear that you guys are doing that in quite a lot of depth as well. Cause I, I think as anyone listening to this within a marketing team, like we have access to so many different data points that we really should be using them because right now the only way that we're going to, or one of the few ways to actually stand out is to provide someone with a really good experience and a tailored experience, like trying to remove, of, of course, there's naturally always going to be things that are like sent to everyone and uh, templated of, of course. Right. But if we can, if we can show the customer or the user that, Hey, we, we can see what they're doing or like we're showing an interest in how we can, adjust to help them perform better with our software like that's that's so key and so important and a lot of companies are kind of missing out on that and it's those small things that can actually make a huge difference not just in okay past like how the leads get filtered through to the sales team but actually in the close rate of those deals as well right it's like if we give someone that better aligned experience throughout and 
help educate them in a much better and more specific way, the, the volume of deals that are going to close is going to increase too. And the close rate is going to increase as well. So I think that's probably like, I, I can see through reading that post and then like speaking with you so far that it's clear, it's kind of pretty clear why you guys are seeing such, such good successful growth over the last few years before we even start talking about the product too. Cause that was a, that was a like third or fourth thing that I wanted to talk about was I know, I know in the post that you put together, you mentioned how like you, a lot of everything that you guys have done before the kind of introduction of the sales team and still now is product led marketing, right? Like it, it, obviously it helps when you have uh, a great product to be marketing, but I'm interested to learn a bit more about how you've kind of led or lent into product and the product team throughout your marketing and talking about kind of what's working for you guys right now. Cause I know you mentioned that obviously product led marketing has always been important for you. I, I see you guys um, fairly active with paid channels as well. Like I, obviously I'm, I'm the kind of person that's usually in the target market for you guys, right? It's like, I'm, I'm frequently seeing Supermetrics ads when I'm looking for this kind of stuff. And we're like, we're improving our reporting at our agency right now and like building out a custom solution. So it's like, I'm, I'm constantly seeing stuff from you guys. So I, kn- I know the ads is something that you that you're using. I know partnerships has been big for you too, like partnerships with Google and Google analytics I've seen and all of the other integration partners that you have. I've seen like pieces of content together. Maybe you could just give us a, a rundown. I know there's lots of stuff that you're working on, but maybe like a couple of the things that are being still successful for you guys at the moment where you're spending a lot of your time personally. Yeah, I think, yeah, a lot, a lot of really good points there. And I think coming back to working with the product team, one of the starting points is more on the strategic side in terms of thinking about what new integration should we build out. I think the value in a product like Supermetrics is, is the integrations. And for us, we've always been very focused on building fewer integrations, but better ones. So ones that go deeper, that let you really pull out all the metrics and dimensions available from the platforms we integrate with. And it's about looking at the existing connectors we have and thinking about what other integrations or platforms do our existing users already use or if we want to move into a new space uh, when is a good time to do that so of course now an example would be e-commerce is booming at the moment everyone has moved from the high street to to online and uh, Shopify is seeing you know massive growth and it's becoming one of the biggest companies in Canada so we had that in a backlog to build and we've accelerated the production of that and are now leading into the e-commerce space so there's the sort of strategic thinking going on uh, behind the scenes and that's about working with with the leadership team and the product team and, and being a bit a uh, bit fo- more focused on on what is on our product roadmap and then for us as a marketing team one of the great things about working in martech is that you're marketing to marketers so you're you're kind of it's one of the best best things to to do because you really understand the customer and it's just great to to be able to be in that position so from there we we have an understanding of of our customers and we we can provide good insights as a marketing team and i think one of the good things about the product as you said is that everybody who uses it loves it and we've been very fortunate in that our CEO has been very product focused from, from day one. So he's very much a product guy who used to work in marketing analytics and data. So it was a sort of perfect, perfect combination. And we've had a lot of people referring Supermetrics. A lot of people who use it, talk about it and are very passionate about it. So that's been good. And 
we're fortunate in that the product is uh, ties very well into market place distribution. So we have all the integrations on the data source side, and then we move data into different destinations. So we have things like HubSpot's app marketplace. We will have Shopify's upcoming app marketplace and various other ways to get our product out. And then on the destination side, like the G Suite marketplace is, is huge for us. The data studio connector gallery is, is massive for us and, and so forth. So, so it's, it's been product led. And for us as a marketing team, it's a figuring out what can we do to, to tap into that and to, to exploit that a little further. But then in terms of other things that are, are working for us, so we don't have the, the biggest team, so we have to be pretty focused. So I would say that content for sure has always been a strong play for us. And in particular, it, it's sort of silent content that people aren't necessarily going to share, but has really been created to it's been created to be found when people are searching in Google for very specific problems they have that our product solves. So yeah. uh, very high intent search uh, focused content and our templates as well are, are big. I think most SaaS companies who have the opportunity to build out different templates to help people get started always find those work quite well. So that's been, been big for us. And then, as you said, paid acquisition is is a big channel for us we invest quite a bit in that and then in addition the affiliate program has been fantastic so i think the the good things about that is that of course we have extended our marketing team by about a thousand so all of a sudden you go from a 10 15 person team to a 1010 1015 person team and we have people all over the world speaking about supermetrics uh, referring supermetrics and also talking about us in their local language. So we don't need to worry about producing content in French, German, Spanish, since we have affiliates who are doing that in their local markets. They're arranging local meetups, webinars, and so forth. So that has a lot more benefits other than just the, the actual direct revenue from the affiliate program. So I think for us, those have been the things that we see as, as working quite well. And, and have been sticking to. But then at the same time, we've also started discussing this week about other channels and opportunities we have that, that we could look to uh, hire for and expand into during this year and beyond. So that's, that's kind of an overview of what's, what's happening right now and what's working for us in marketing. Awesome. Yeah, cool. Thank you for sharing that. I think there's loads of, loads of small pieces of what you said that people can take away and work on. Like just off the top of my head, a couple of things that you said that are interesting to me is like the building out templates if possible, I think is a really good idea for most people to help their, to help their customers. Like I, I actually, at our agency, we had a customer who also leaned pretty heavily into their like app stores with their partners. Like they were a big Shopify partner and that was a significant driver of new signups and revenue for them as well. So making those plays if you can, and if it makes sense to do so, obviously. And yeah, there's, there's loads of cool things that you shared. So thank you for giving us kind of a, an insight into everything that you guys have been through over the last couple of years and, and what you're working on at the moment, just to, just to wrap things up. So I have, I always ask this question at the end that you've already answered one of them. The, the first one I usually ask is like, what's working well for you guys at the moment, but we just went through that. So the, the second one is what's something that you're actually finding challenging within marketing right now like what's something that is tough for you at the moment well i think one thing that is kind of tough for us like many companies is obviously events so we had started investing more in events last year 
and we're looking to do the same this year. And well, of course, they've all been cancelled now. So that's something that we, we still need to figure out. But on the flip side from that, we're actually still pretty confident in, in events and we're actually discussing right now whether we should start recruiting someone to to kind of take the lead on events for supermetrics which right now is it seems kind of crazy uh to do that uh, in these times but i think that we we still have quite a lot to figure out in that space and understand how we can add that to our marketing mix and get get good roi out of that we see a, a lot of possibilities in that space so i think for us that's something that's always been a bit challenging and now when we decided to take steps into that, it became even more challenging. So we have a few things to figure out, but I think that's something we'll be looking at this year and beyond for sure. Interesting. Yeah, that is really interesting. Cool. Okay. Well, look, thank you for, thank you for coming on today. Thank you for sharing your story and so many useful tips for everybody. I, I really appreciate it. It's been good to, good to meet you. Dylan, my pleasure. Thanks for having me. Uh-huh.